Let's go. Trouble, please. Hello there. Welcome into Fantasy Football UK. It's me, Jimmy, and we've got Craig here vaping away. Craig, how are you today? What up? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, my friends. Let's uh, get into some tight ends today. You know, I love, I do love me some tight ends. And I love getting into them. Lovely, fantastic. But obviously, before we get into that, uh, we've got our news. What's this? News team, assemble! I like it. I've got a new drop. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, a little bit of fun. It's something to do, isn't it? So, uh, hmm, don't know about copyright. What's, what, what, what's what's new in the uh, world of uh, the NFL, Jim? Well, what isn't new? Obviously, uh, veterans returned to camp yesterday, which was very good. Uh, mainly for the first three days of testing and whatnot for the COVID. Uh, but one important returner was Dalvin Cook. Uh, I was reading up on that. Obviously, the, we, there was the worry about his holdout if he was going to not show up to camp because he said he, well, uh, Zimmer said he was going to, but then the agent came out and said they weren't, and, and they were, and then they were. But he did show up. Uh, he apparently wanted, he originally described the contract as a reasonable contract. Reports, according to CBS, is that he wanted to be the best paid uh, back running back in the league, which means he wanted a contract worth more than Christian McCaffrey's 16 million a year. But apparently he's willing to settle for 15 million a year. So, well, well, the thing with running back contracts, it's it's the old analytics thing of you don't pay a running back because it's a complete waste of money, and I completely agree. Just draft a rookie, get five years out of them, draft another one. Why bother? Like literally, why bother paying a running back? It's the simplest skill set to pick up. It's just ability. It's running, and after five years of use, you're not really that good anymore. Yeah, that's why I was a bit surprised to see Derek Henry. He signed his contract for an extra four yeah, years, yeah. but only yeah, for twelve and a half mil. Only. Oh yeah, that's the thing though. If you can, if you can work it within your cap, pay them. But if it's going to affect paying other people, don't pay them. Mm. Like if you've got cap room, pay them. Like who cares? I, I'm never against people getting paid. I'm just saying it's the weakest, one of the weakest positions to pay if you're going to. Mainly because pay. of injuries, and Dalvin Cook is a prime example of that. He's never played a 16-game season, whereas Christian McCaffrey, I think, hasn't failed to play a 16-game season. So pay McCaffrey. I don't think Darwin Cook is. Well, anyway. Uh, Just watch McCaffrey edge this season. Yeah, I know. Uh, on that note, Justin Jefferson uh, is on the COVID list. It doesn't necessarily mean he's got COVID. It just means that he might have been in contact with someone, but the Vikings rookie, Justin Jefferson's on the COVID list, as is Keyshawn Vaughan over at Buccaneers. Um, That's that's, uh, interesting because they're going to have different designations based on whether you've got, whether you've had a positive test or whether you've just come in contact. So if you come in contact, you've got like two days where you're uh, ineligible while you get your test result or something. 
yeah this, uh, and they've got to go yeah. home and take a test as well or something it's it's a bit, yeah, it's a like bit strange you have to have like two positive two clear tests in a row or something I, I I see I see see Bill Belichick sending out uh, gift baskets laced with COVID to all of his opponents. Well, apparently, he might have sent some <laughs> to his own team. I mean, with the the Pats, oh, well, that's Patrick. that's why they're that's why they're holding out because they know what Bill's plan is. Uh, but yeah, there's I mean they've in as part of the CBA for this year they've got the opt out clause. There have been yeah. quite some, maybe not hugely Crazy. fantasy. Um, impactful players but uh certainly from could the, have an effect yeah the pats d i mean patrick chung and uh donta hightower they both I mean, declared it, themselves it, out it could actually work well for the pats fantasy because they're if their defense is weaker they're gonna have to throw it more yeah gonna, no. have, to, gonna have to be a bit more dynamic on offense won't just i'm just to... i'm just looking forward to someone who doesn't pay attention picking up the Pats D because they were so good last year and them not being so good. Uh, we've also got Marquise Goodwin, who's opted out. Uh, to, uh, Carson Wentz just can't catch a break, man. Like his entire his entire receiver call last season was out. And then they bring in Marquise Goodwin and declares himself out. Uh, as has Devin Funchess, just been traded to the Packers. So Aaron Rodgers got a number two receiver for about three weeks of the off season, and then Devin Funchess is gone as well. Uh, but on the the good news side of things, it's been a good news week. Uh, Alex Smith, after his fucking horrific leg injury, uh, is yeah. has been cleared for football related uh, activity. Did you see the documentary? I did not, but I, I saw I saw it when it happened. I saw it when it happened in the game. Like that was, yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't think he'd ever play football again. So all I, the no, best. All the best. Absolutely, there was there was worry about him losing his leg, and then worry about him losing his life. Because uh, this, he was in a Washington hospital, and he got this horrific uh, infection at the same time as Darius Geist was in a Washington hospital and got a horrific infection in his leg. So I don't know if there was just one infected scalpel making its way around or what, but uh, so Washington not a great place to uh, play football for many reasons. Yes, the, yes. Wa- the Washington the Washington football team. <laughs> they are. In, they they the name <laughs> was probably not the worst thing in their history. I'd say being the last team to integrate and being forced to do it by the president in like the 60s or 70s or whatever it was, would probably be a bit worse than their slightly racist name. But yeah, they're not the best franchise. And they're also run very badly. Yeah, well, maybe Ron Rivera can turn that round. Who knows? Riverboat Ron, or is it just a a sinking ship? Let's see what he's able to do without Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton. Uh, It'll be interesting. But we tour has said he's ready to go. So the Miami uh, quarterback battle is on. I'd imagine I'm expecting Fitzpatrick to start the season, uh, but we hopefully might see Tua at some point. Uh, Ronald Jones, we mentioned Keyshawn Vaughn, but Ronald Jones is getting a lot of love at the moment. He's been living with his trainer, who's been telling him not to eat Big Macs and sit on his arse all day. And apparently he's lost fat and put on weight. 
imagine that. Uh, so we like to hear. Which is what we I were mean, discussing it, beforehand. With... It's, it's pretty pretty easy to lose weight and be in really good shape when you have enough money to have someone live with you <laughs> and just be like, oi fatty, don't get that out of the fridge. But I think Ronald Jones could be an interesting pick this, this season. He's got Gronk up front blocking, blocking for him. He's got Brady coming in. I... They've upgraded their offensive line. Yeah. Because uh, you've got to remember, Brady has never been known as a gunslinger. He's a game manager. And what's a game manager's best friend? Running backs. Yeah, and he's got an ADP of 705 in 12-team leagues. So 89th overall. I, give me that all day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then something I know you're going to be impassioned. Actually, save that to last. But Jamal Adams traded <laughs> traded to the Seahawks for um, everything. Oh, yeah. the Jets! The Jets got a good haul for Jamal Adams. Uh, I think it was a good move for probably for both teams because it's like people have sort the Seahawks are pretty pretty wild with their draft picks anyway. So, like they're they're probably better off having a player. I think it shows that they're definitely in a win now situation. Uh, going for that, I think. I think when you got Russell Wilson, you're always in a win now. Like the guys, he's, the guys are playmaker. Guys a playmaker. He he scrambles. Like you think you've gotten down or beat and magic and just gets them out of a hole. Yeah, but I I, I agree. Uh, they're also just giving Adam Gase's inevitable replacement some draft capital <laughs> uh, oh yeah I think that the Jets are going to be great in like a year like next year year after with all these draft picks you yeah. got five picks next year in the first three rounds next year well, yeah and two of them came from this trade two, yeah and then they've got another first round pick in 2022 mm. as well from this trade mm. uh, it's quite a haul uh, and then something I know you're going to be impassioned about Keenan Allen's ego coming out and saying he is the best receiver in the AFC West. Uh, get, the jer- get the jersey out. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, it seems like an outlandish claim initially, and then you kind of go, well, actually, the only if he said, real... If he said NFL, maybe there'd be question marks, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's I think, him versus Tyreek. I, I honestly think he could have said an AFC. I can't think of many other AFC receivers there. Um, Can you? They're pretty much all NFC. Michael Thomas. I mean, Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay. It's Godwin, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore. I think I know which receivers I'd prefer to go for. That's interesting, yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's basically it's between him and Tyreek Hill, isn't it? It's... uh, Mm. Certainly in the AFC West. Oh, oh wait! I, I just realised on the thing behind you, it has all the uh, AFC teams. Okay, Od- Odell, maybe that's yeah. O- Odell is probably better than him. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it in the AFC, man. The AFC is pretty weak for receivers. Yeah. AJ Green in his prime. And DeAndre Hopkins when he was still there, but he's obviously yeah. not. But yeah, no, I, I'm inclined to agree. I like Keenan Allen. He's he's a great complete receiver. He can go deep if he needs to. He can be those short intermediate routes. 
as long as his kidneys don't get lacerated. The guy's the guy's a beauty. He's, he's, his route running is next to none. It's a, it's like I think the he's in like the ninety eighth percentile of like routes run or something. For I can't even remember what it the stats. Uh, is. Ocho Cinco is a, a big lover of route running, and this is not related to Keenan Allen. But he's an interesting guy. He is, but uh, he was he he put out on his Instagram footage of him crying while watching Devontae Adams running routes. <laughs> just because apparently the routes were so beautiful, they were so perfect, they were so crisp, it just brought tears to his eyes, which is quite cute in a way. A bit weird. Um, anyway. Uh, the crux of the show tight ends uh, go on before we go on to this I'll go for one one more random off point before we okay. get into the show well, I like this I like this the, the, the new series of Last Chance you I've got to say it's, I, I've watched I think I think I've watched five episodes today it's very good <laughs> Okay. I reckon, strongly recommend it. The coach is okay. a bit less of a dick, and the storylines are a bit more. They get get you in them feels. All right, this is good. Good stuff. Hope, hope right. to see. Hope to see them in the league one day. Yeah, I haven't watched any of Last Chance You at all. Uh, it's just not something uh, I've got around to. It's it's quite good. I mean, I think QB one is better, but that's the one that was just QBs, and it was like followed three of them. A lot more interesting because it was like in depth. Anyway, let's get on to the tight ends. My uh, random Netflix plugging aside. <laughs> uh, talking of plug, we might as well take this opportunity. Uh, we are obviously on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram. I can't remember what all the handles are, but search for Fantasy Football UK and you will come up with us. Uh, give us a subscribe, give us a listen, give us a review. It would Everything helps at this point. Uh, yes, so tight ends. I am, as you know, working my way through my projections. I have not completed my projections. Um, I need to make adjustments for target shares and things like that. Uh, but the top two, I think everybody knows. Um, we're all in the situation where it's, it's just a matter of which one you're taking first. Uh, for me, it's Kelsey over Kittle. I don't know how yep. you feel about that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not offended by that uh, decision. <laughs> I, I mean, I love Kittle. He's he's cool as fuck. But I, I also like Kill. He's a cool guy because he said that Hawkinson was a better version of him. So uh, I appreciate his honesty. Yeah. Uh, uh, talking. With, I mean, Kittle's apparently not not particularly close on an extension, but has said he will not be holding out. Um, I'm just looking at the Fantasy Pros consensus projections. Turns out mine isn't that outlandish. I mean, as I say, I do need to do some tweaking, but mine currently has Zach Ertz in at three. Uh, Like, I think Zach Ertz, if he's playing, he's got such a good floor. Like, he might not get a touchdown, but especially in PPR, he's getting 10 catches a game usually. Yes, but and especially given that they've got rid or not got rid of, but I mean, Marquise Goodwin isn't any, playing. They don't have any receivers. They've got Jaden Rager, the rookie. Yeah. 
they've they did have Marcus Goodson, Goodwin, but he's Alshon, gone. Alshon Jeffrey, will be, Alshon back Jeffrey will be back at some point, but on the pup. Deshaun Jackson is a deep threat. Those intermediate and possible and possible suspension for racism. Oh yeah, <laughs> <That too. laughs> uh, but the those over the middle targets. It's it's just a matter of what percentage of those targets go to him and what percentage go to Dallas Goddard. Uh, yeah, that, this is another one where I'm I'm a bit against the concern. I think Dallas Goddard is a bit too high. I think if well, if the Philly offense is explosive this year, then it, it's right. But I don't, I don't know. I've got a bad feeling about Philadelphia well, this year. Well, Goddard has got a much better touchdown rate than Zacher. Zacher has a six point six seven percent touchdown rate. Uh, Dallas Goddard is 9.89. Yards per reception, Dallas Goddard 10.3. Zach Ertz 10.9. Uh, career receptions are a bit where Zach Ertz vastly outshines him. It's because Dallas Goddard's uh, sample size is very small. It's 91 career receptions versus Zach Ertz 525. So, uh, but then their, their catch rate is pretty much the same, 68 point. Six and sixty-nine point five, so fairly similar catch percentage. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it's just whether or not they think Zacherts is getting on and want to move on from him, or or what. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I mean, consensus has Mark Andrews at three. Uh, yes, I think. He, I, I'm happy either way of them. I, I kind of see them two in the same second tier. Yeah, definitely. Because Mark Andrews was amazing last season. But yeah. And what, the what he... Ravens do... Like, everything they've said indicates they want to sort of throw it more. Yeah, and they've got rid of Hayden Hurst, which is fantastic. My, my only concern is the uh, consistency or lack of consistency. You look at him last season, or sorry, over his the course of his career, uh, he's been a tight end one to six, thirty three percent of the time. He's been tight end seven to twelve, twenty six point seven percent of the time. But then the bit that terrifies me is that he's been tight end twenty five plus twenty percent of the time. He played fifteen games last season. That's three games where he was worse mm. than tight end twenty five. You compare that to yeah. Kelsey. I mean, I. <sighs> You might want to look into the matchups in those weeks, perhaps. I, I don't know. I had him on my team, and I can vouch for it. He just disappeared from time to time. Uh, it's just when I think it's because when the offense is running the ball so efficiently, like you're only they're only they're like one of the least volume part. Like they were one of the least volume passing offenses in the league. Mm. They run ran it like an insane amount of time, and uh, obviously Hollywood got a fair amount of targets as well and so yeah Baltimore they had they had the least pass attempts in the league by uh eight uh Tennessee had 448 attempts Baltimore yeah, had 440 not exactly Tennessee are also kind of known for just running the ball yeah exactly uh Baltimore Tennessee Minnesota with 466 attempts uh which I will talk about later, but uh, so yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews, Zacherts, it's an interesting discussion. Uh, I think Zacherts, as you say, is the kind of floor play. I think Mark Andrews is the ceiling play. 
the consensus then has uh, Zach, so Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, Ertz, Waller. Waller. Um, yeah, I like Darren Waller. I think he's pretty solid. I mean, he did does have like weeks where he did, doesn't do great, but that's just because the offense last year was a bit dry. Yeah, and uh, you've got to think they, about his his tight end, uh, his tight end, his touchdown rate. His touchdown rate was so small for a guy right. with his usual. He should team. he should get more touchdowns. Right. If, I mean, he did, he was getting good targets. Yeah, if if he just reverts to the mean uh, of touchdown attempts, then he's going to do considerably better. Uh, his touchdown rate is where is he? I've lost a touchdown rate four point six three percent league average. Oh, bloody hell! Going to have to edit this bit out. Because I selected the wrong part of my table. Uh, league average nine point zero six. So he's got about he scores about half as often as you'd expect him to. Yeah, uh, I, I I can vouch for that. Yeah, so uh, he, he had four, he had like three or four touchdowns called back last season. Yeah, I'm projecting was, him for four touchdowns. Crazy. If if that if his four touchdowns becomes eight touchdowns, he's wide receiver three for me. Uh, yeah. So Zach Ertz, uh, uh, sorry Zach Ertz, Darren Waller, Evan Engram, again not the picture of health, but an athletic freak, more of a big slot receiver. Really, uh, it just depends on how Daniel Jones chooses to utilize his targets. Uh, where they choose to go with them. Uh, 24% of Giants targets went to tight end position. And if he can be there for 24% of Daniel Jones' attempts, with his athletic ability, that he's, he's got to be uh, easily a top five. Uh, Jared Cook. That's right. different. Yeah, because of my controversial, well, not controversial. It's my very strong belief that Jared Kirk is going to become the tight end two on the Saints, behind probably, probably behind Adam Troutman. Hmm. Yeah, the Saints draft that would pick where traded up to draft him, third round pick one hundred five from the University of Dayton. Uh, he's he's big. He's uh, Two hundred and fifty-three pounds. Like I'm telling you you right now, no, Uh, not because I believe in Jared Cook, but because there's a historic trend of tight ends, rookie tight ends, not succeeding. Oh no, I'm not saying for the whole season. I'm just saying by the by the end of the season, Jared Cook will not be the tight end one. Uh, Again, I I I doubt that. Um, The he's got a. too good uh, yards per reception. He's got 13.2 yards per reception. He's got 7.26 touchdown percentage. I've got him for 81 targets, 49 receptions for 647 and four. And that's using his career touchdown rate as opposed to last season's. Last season's touchdown rate was insane. Um, 
and un, unrepeatable, unsustainable. Um, Hunter Henry. Um, I like Hunter Henry because he's a pretty decent player. Uh, they tend to use the tight end quite a bit. They but do. This is my worry. This is, this is a new QB, so we don't know the exact, what their sort of play plan with him is going to be. Exactly. So Hunter Henry has had an 18.2% market share when he's been on the field, which is huge. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, to put that over the course of a year, were the Chargers to play exactly the same as they played last year, that would give him 109 targets for 78 receptions, 983 yards and 10 touchdowns because his touchdown rate is 12.5%, which is... Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, Now... Whether or not that's sustainable, I don't know. I mean, we put that back down to 10%, and suddenly he's got 10 touchdowns, uh, eight touchdowns instead of 10 touchdowns. You know, so he's lost 12 points. I, I, I like Henry, and I'm just trying to work out if. You like I, him more, if you like him more than other people. Well, that, but I mean, Tyrod Taylor, how is he going to use him? Is he going to try and he use his use legs? that's the thing is he's either going to use his legs like he has done historically or he's going to use him as a safety blanket and check down to him a lot get him lots of those I I think Keenan Allen is going to be a safety blanket because you know Keenan Allen's a cuddly little teddy bear (laughs) Um, now tight end six last season is one I want to go into a bit more detail on Uh, Austin Hooper so he was Titan six. Uh, <laughs> he was Titan six in PPR, Titan seven in standard. Uh, that was when he's he in Cleveland. Now he's in Cleveland. He was receiving while well, during his time on the pitch, he was receiving eighteen point six percent of the market share on a team with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Now he's going to Cleveland, uh, which last year had five hundred and thirty nine total attempts. Uh, Stefanski, who is now at Minnesota, obviously likes to run a run game more than a passing game. They only had 466 attempts. And Joker was... I do feel uh, the tight ends in his system did score quite a bit of touchdowns. I find uh, pretty sure Rudolph and Thingy combined for quite a few touchdowns. Smith. No, they, they, they had pretty much the same market share. Um, but they I, was t- I thought they scored a few t- Oh, at least they got targeted in the red zone fairly often. Yeah, so Irv Smith Jr. had 36 receptions on 47 targets for 311 yards and two touchdowns. Kyle Rudolph had... That's the wrong Kyle. That's the wrong Kyle. There he is. Uh, 39 receptions, so two more receptions on one more target. Uh, oh, we just have like one good game that I'm remembering. Yeah, <laughs> six, it, like, six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Right. That's interesting. So, yeah, so if it they does brought... perform better at Christmas, <laughs> it uh, does do. <laughs> but of course, yeah. if he brings that exact same, let's say they copy and paste the Minnesota offense into Cleveland, that means Austin Hooper is going to be on about a par with Njoku, presumably, because Njoku is still there. And then you've got Kareem Hunt in the backfield as well as Nick Chubb. You've got ODB on the outside. You've got Jarvis Landry. 
I know he came from a team with Julio and Calvin Ridley and Freeman. But he's also... Not as good. <laughs> no, you, I, I think as an overall unit, the Browns have got a pretty good offense. Like, if, they can just, if, they, if their O-line is much improved as we think it will be, I think they should be a lot better. It's also dependent on Baker's play. Uh, mm. I mean, the Baker versus Matt Ryan. Baker has 7.4 yards per completion. Matt Ryan, 7.5. Sorry, yards per attempt. Uh, completion percentage, there's a 4% completion percentage differential, which is quite substantial. And then a 1.3% touchdown rate. And Matt Ryan doesn't exactly score a lot of touchdowns anyway. And then Baker is 1.3% lower than that at 3.4%. The league average is 4.9%. I mean, I was thinking about this uh, the other day, and uh, I think Baker Mayfield's career is, I think it's going to mirror Matthew Stafford's, in that I don't think they're ever going to win anything. (laughs) And uh, I think they're just going to constantly be like, oh, he's a good player, but like they should be doing better. Because he went to the Browns first overall for a reason, the Browns are a very bad team. Like Matt and Stafford went to the 0-16 Lions. They were awful before they drafted Matt Stafford. And then, you know, he's grown as a player. He's got some weapons. Uh, I think Odell, Jarvis Landry could have big years. Like It's all uh, dependent on their health as well. I mean, oh yeah, well, this season, were, who, who knows? Both of them were injured at the end of last season. It would be interesting to see if they come back. But, uh, yeah, the Browns only targeted tight end 13% of the time. So that would be quite a substantial step back for Austin Hooper, I don't see him being a top 10. Uh, Now, we move on to... I believe you haven't said this name yet, if if this isn't your next one. You're going to say TJ Hawkinson, right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm being realistic here. Okay. Gronkowski, Tyler Higby, um, <laughs> Hayden Hurst, Noah Fant, D- Chris Herndon, Mike Gasicki, Johnny Smith. There you go. You got it. Mike Gasicki. No. Grow up. I like him. I like him. He's an athletic freak. And rookies love tie ends. Yeah, but the, he doesn't. I was going to say he doesn't have a rookie Fitz, right now. Fitz, though. Fitzpatrick also used him very well down the stretch. He also used OJ Howard and Cameron Bray insanely well when he was in Tampa. Yeah, because I think it was actually Josh Rosen that used Kasiki towards the towards the end. Josh Rosen was wasn't playing towards the end. Is he not? Maybe. Josh Rosen started the season, then got replaced. Oh, was that how? It was that way around. Replaced by the awesome Ryan Fitzpatrick. That that is the reason the Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl. Mm. Because he he took away that one seed, which is why the Chiefs won. So, Ryan, yeah, Pat Pat Mahomes should buy Ryan Fitzpatrick like a house or something. Or just buy Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's got the money for it. Yeah, he's now part owner of the Royals. Yeah, which <laughs> just shows you how cheap baseball teams are nowadays, doesn't it? Because he hasn't even got a penny of that five hundred million yet. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all theoretical. Like that's, that's with that's with like his rookie money. He's bought it. Like, 
and also it says part owner it doesn't say which like it's how a minor, it's a minority share owner it's like shakira and the dolphins which is like <laughs> less less than like a less than like a percent it's like a bunch of celebrities just put a bunch of money together get a percent basically just like a free season ticket Right, we're rambling again. So we got we got Kelsey one, Kittle two, Ertz three, Andrews four, Waller five. Uh, We haven't. Well, we did. We just glossed over him. Engram six, Hunter Henry seven. We discussed Hooper, but I was dismissing him. But for the same reasons that I want to dismiss him, I want to bring up Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst was in the same draft class as Mark Andrews. He was drafted before him by the same same team. And yes, yes, Mark Andrews beat him out. But that's because Mark Andrews is fucking amazing. He is a real man. (laughs) Hayden Hurst is going into the Atlanta Falcons, who, after the Sanu trade, have got some of the most vacated targets in the NFL. Uh... Where are we? I've lost it. Da, 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 da. 97 vacated targets between Sanu and Austin Hooper. I think Hayden Hurst, I've, I've got him currently, as I say, I've got him coming in at eight. I like him. Going, like 100 targets. I've got him with Hayden Hurst with uh, 78 targets. Oh, but quite a good catch rate then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got it in, in improving. He's also, he's coming to an offense with presumably about 600, 700 attempts compared to 400 attempts. Uh, he's going to get six or seven touchdowns. I just, I, I, I like him mainly. It's, it says more about the rest of the league than it does about him. Uh, I've got Tyler Higby. I'm. I hated the end of the season because everybody's bought into it, and it was, oh, this five game pace is five game pace, and but, and he's got years of showing that he can't do that. Um, I think it's his success is heavily based on Jared, Jared Goff. Is Jared Goff gonna like step up and become like? much more because their, their offense is pretty dead last year it was and it's hugely different this year with no Todd Gurley no Brandon Cooks yeah. it, it means but they haven't brought in many targets you know they have they, they've lost all those targets but they haven't brought anyone in to pick them up which means Cooper Cup Robert Woods Tyler Higby maybe Josh Reynolds and then whatever running back they throw out there, whether it's Cam Akers or Darrell Henderson, I, either they're not going to pass at all and they're going to be like the Ravens, but with a less athletic QB and they're going to lose a lot. Or there's going to be a lot of targets to go around the few players left behind. Uh, I'm not saying it's necessarily a, a testament to Tyler Higby, but it's it's a volume based thing. It's like, it's like being like Sony Michelle has value, not because he's particularly good, but because he will, he will get the ball. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're wrong about Sony Michelle. I think he's quite good as a player. I mean, he, he was very good for the Patriots in the playoffs. Mm, okay. I, I, 
I, I don't hate Sony Michelle. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, uh, I, as someone who owned him, I watched him play. I watched quite a lot of his like plays. Uh, yeah, he was pretty good, and uh, I think he could be. I don't know. He could be better. Brandon Bolden's got <laughs> that vulture. <laughs> now, the Tennessee Titans, uh, as we said, they don't run the ball a lot. They don't pass the ball a lot. Um, they passed it the second least in the NFL. So 448 passing attempts with Ryan Tannehill at the helm. Uh, Delaney Walker took up 16.3% of those targets. He's not there anymore, which leads me to believe that Johnny Smith for me, could have a very, very nice season as a late round dude, as a guy that you can pick up late as fuck. Yep, absolutely. I mean, he's got an ADP of the 16th round, yeah. which is very nice. That's like that's a round where I'm going to be drafting a tight end more than likely. Right. Uh, unless, unless one of the top three or four fall into my lap. But I mean, Kittle. I mean, Kittle's already gone in our league as a keeper, uh, yeah. and Kelsey's going to be going in the probably second round. Yeah. Uh, Ertz and Waller in the sixth, maybe depending on my team setup, but not likely. Well, Johnny Smith. He's, he's twenty-four years old. My God. Yeah, he's young. Yeah, Jesus Christ! But uh, no, I, I, I know I'm going against the whole young, young tight end breakout. But I, I think if if he gets those targets because they haven't brought in any other pass catchers, he gets those targets, then he's going to be again a volume based win. Um, and talking of this, I told you before we I had a bit of a game, uh, but it's it's not so much a game, but. It's a weird little nugget. So Seattle, they throw the ball to their tight ends 21% of the time, which is a lot. That's a high proportion of targets to the to the tight end position. When they were on the pitch, Jacob Hollister was received 17.2% of Russell Wilson's targets. Will Disley... Uh, received 14.9% of Russell Wilson's targets. Uh, they finished with 59 targets over 11 games and 27 targets over six games, respectively. If you... Uh, no, you can't do that. That's bollocks. I was going to say, if you if oh, you could do it, you combine them together, extrapolate them up to 16 16 games, that's easily, easily, easily tight end one, like by a long fucking way. And these guys are not tight end one material. Uh, Will Disley is likely to start the season on the pup list, which frees up 14.9% of targets. Greg Olson is coming across to Seattle. He's going to eat up those targets. Yeah, he's 35 years old. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, he's probably a little bit broken. But if Russell Wilson's going to be targeting tight ends 21% of the time, a guy as good as Greg Olson has been 
is bound to find success, isn't he? Um, I mean, I like Russell Wilson, but I, I mean, I'm more on the the uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson hype train than I am the Greg Olson hype train because I feel like that's more of a senior citizens bus. But, yeah, but I do think I do think he'll probably in PPR. I think he'll probably be good. Like, I think he will get a lot of targets, but it will be for like five yards because he's not going to be running much further than that. Maybe, maybe not. But I, I just think it's interesting that in total there were 70, 80 targets going to them, and they played out of a combined 32 potential games, i.e. 16 games each. They only played 17, and there were 70, 80 targets between them. I agree, Tyler Lockett. I agree, DK Metcalf. I agree, Chris Carson. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not expecting Greg Olsen to come up as a, as a one. But between... That's a late the, round still, like, last pick of the draft... Yeah, he's, I mean, he's he's a good like he'll probably be a bye week replacement. Yeah, as yeah, as we discussed, uh, he's uh, he's got an ADP of t- the twenty seventh round. Yeah, most trusts don't go on that long. Yeah, we 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 don't go on that long, and we've got a large roster. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I just for dart throw. I maybe I I think I'm overestimating him because, as I said, my my projections are very much in their preliminary stage. But I I've got him quite high up uh, higher than I feel comfortable with I will be moving him down but um, yeah so three three more tight ends to maybe talk about okay you can talk about uh, TJ Hawkinson okay I was going to talk about Blake Jarwin first but I can talk about TJ Hawkinson first okay go on um, TJ Hawkinson, uh, he's didn't have much Matt Stafford, played injured a bit. Rookie season, I think, well, I pray, the uh, Lions offense is going to be a bit more explosive this year. Uh, and I think he could be a big part of that. I think he could he could well be the next uh, Kittle. And like Kaus tier sort of player, he has that draft capital, he has that pedigree, like he can be that kind of guy. Uh and obviously same draft class, same I think they've even same uh, college was there, no offense. Also a disappointment. Um, yes, but incredible good talent. Uh, he was the weaker blocker of the two. That's why he was the lower pick because we needed some blocking to because uh, we want to sell the run game. Uh, but yeah, uh, Noah Fant could be good this year if Drew Locker actually steps up and is, well, if he's something, then Noah Fant could be, could be something. It, yeah, I just worry because they brought in, there's a, suddenly a lot of mouths to feed in Denver. They've got Melvin Gordon, they've got Philip Lindsay, they've just picked up Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler in the draft. Uh, they, um, as much as I like him as a guy, uh, Philip Lindsay, it's 
sorry, mate. You're 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 not. Oh, he's sidelined. Yeah. Well, you forget, like he's undrafted, man. They have no commitment to this guy whatsoever. Like, no, but he has posted back-to-back thousand-yard rushing seasons. Um, and oh, yeah, as yeah. as they so, said on CBS, they spoke on Fancy Football today that he hasn't played hundred percent snaps. He's been on kind of sixty percent snaps and getting thousand yards. Melvin Gordon isn't a full-time workhorse. He does take time off. Uh, Philip Lindsay's role might not change that much. Mm. Just an interesting point. Yeah. Well, Mal- yeah. Melvin Gordon could just be a receiving back with a bet with like fifteen carries a game, maybe. And also, Melvin Gordon has never been that uh, efficient, anyway. Be, mm. Mm, be interesting to see how he actually does. Yeah. Enough Denver running Denver. back. Enough. <laughs> enough running back talk. Yep. to the tight ends. Yeah. Last one, Blake Jarwin. I probably, I might have it. It's the tight end I'm probably going to end up with to pair with Dak. Because <laughs> I, I, he's going to be late round or undrafted in most leagues. Uh, Dallas is, is a passing offense, even though they have Zeke. They were for quite a stretch last year. They were quite a passing offense. I think it's going to expand more, and I think we could because uh, we kept they kept Callum Moore as the uh, offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Big, big fan of Callum Moore. Um, I think they've got a nice receiving core, and uh, I think Blake Jolin could be a nice piece in the in that little passing game from the uh, MVP deck. And obviously, they've lost uh, or lost gave away. Uh, a guy that used to be really, really good, uh, Jason Witten. Uh, he's vacated with 83 targets. Randall Cobb has vacated with 83 targets. Uh, they brought in C.D. Lamb, the rookie. He ain't. He's not going to get 166 targets. I'd imagine Amari to get a bump up. Gallup to get a bump up. Let's say C.D. Lamb gets, let's say he gets Randall Cobb's targets. He gets eighty. That still gives I, um, let's say sixty additional targets to Blake Jarwin on his targets from last season, which were uh, difficult to find. He had forty-one targets. Give him sixty. That puts him over a hundred targets. I, I'm yeah. I could see Blake Jarwin being another late one. He's got a current ADP of 16-10, so basically the 17th round. That's basically free. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, since we're talking basically free, Chris Herndon. Oh, yeah, he's free. And uh, uh, Ebron's also kind of there, but I would never draft Ebron. No, Ebron terrifies me. I was looking at that. So Ebron has commanded a 15.5% uh market share when he's been on uh, Vance McDonald's goes for a 13% market share uh, the Steelers only pass to their tight end 16% of the time which means there's going to be a total of 92 targets to go between them assuming that Roethlisberger is back up throwing nearly 600 passes with 580 passes that means there's 92 targets to go between Ebron and Vance no, I think Ebron going to the Steelers has actually he's he's submarined both of them rather than increased oh, yeah. his value. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Right. Mm, Ebron, yeah. you can't, he's, he might have the targets, but he's got to catch the targets. Yeah, which so he that's, just might. That's always, that's always been a problem. Yeah. Um, but, but, but you said we, I, Chris Herndon going in the 29th round, which is just insane. It's because he's never really done anything. He has. He he got. He was suspended uh, slash injured for most of last season, but yeah, no. the Jets. The Jets. Rookie season. Or was it? The no, it wasn't. Yeah, his rookie season was the season where he was my tight end when I won the title. Uh, the Jets. He had a good rookie season. He had a decent rookie season. Wasn't great, yeah. but he he was decent when I needed him to be. But they they've lost Robbie Adamson. They've got 172 vacated targets in in New York. Mm. Uh, Denzel Mims Denzel has come Mims, in. Yeah. Uh, Frank Gore has come in. So he's not much of a. I mean, he what maybe two three catches a year. He's going to line up on the outside and be an absolute <laughs> beast. <laughs> Frank Gore, a thousand a thousand this year. God, I would, that seems that seems like the Adam Gase. Like, if, if if Adam Gase was like, I'm not going to do anything this season other than try and give Frank Gore some more records, I'd respect <laughs> it. I'd respect. It. Uh, and, oh, that was awful! Don't do that again. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a hell of a way to hand in your P45, isn't it? Uh, yeah, between Demarius, uh, Robbie, Robbie Anderson, 96 targets gone. Demarius. Thomas, 59 targets gone. Ty Montgomery, 17 targets gone. They brought in Brashad Perriman, who takes 65 targets, and Frank Gore, who has 16 targets. That means there's still a net loss of 70 targets left around to be had by Denzel Mims and or Chris Herndon. Uh, Who's your favourite tight end in the last tier of tight ends? Mm. They're all they're all awful, but I think I think my favourite is Jeremy Sprinkle, because his name is Jeremy Sprinkle. It's it seems as good a reason as any. That's I mean the thirty third round ADP. You can't go wrong. Uh, uh, I honestly they would I was listening to a thing where they were talking about the wide receivers in Washington after Terry McLaurin, and I didn't know I didn't know who they were talking about. <laughs> like, Paul, Paul Richardson. Oh, they're just such nobodies, man. Like they're just like the wide receiver two, three, four in Washington. Yeah, the, the Washington team. Yeah, Terry McLaurin, uh, Stephen Stephen Sims, the Washington football team. Yeah, Stephen Sims, Kelvin Harmon, Cody Latimer, Trey Quinn, Cam Sims, Jordan Vesey, David Kidsey, Jester Ware. Jonathan Johnson, Scotty. Yeah, who the fuck are these people? But they've got uh, Antonio Candy Golden, or Gandy Golden, whatever his name is. I think he could be, could be something. Also a, good, also a good name. Also a good name. But not, but, but not a tight end. Uh, oh, Paul Richardson, being let go. Oh, that's sad. Uh, anyway, to reiterate uh, my very preliminary projections rankings kelsey kittle Ertz, andrews waller engram henry hurst higby johnny smith greg olson johnny smith and greg olson i am very very sketchy on. <laughs> uh they will need adjusting definitely and hurst is also a fairly sketchy one 
but turns out projections are very difficult, very long, and have a lot of data in them. Well, like, I think the main thing I look at is the, the ADP versus rank. And the ones that are actually steals are like Jared Cook, uh, Austin Hooper, a bit, Mike Kosicki, uh, Jono Smith is a steal, like Blake Jarwin. Like, I like, I like him. I like him in my late rounds turns because, I mean, if you ain't got one of the top three, they're all, they're all the same in the hit. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. If you're not, and if you don't you have try, an elite, try and play the matchups. Yeah basically go up against Arizona as it was last year. Well, it'll be a different team this year, but it probably. Panthers. Oh, yeah, the Panthers D's uh, looking a bit shaky, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Not good. Uh, we need to, uh, now, yeah, we need to wrap this up because this has gone on long and it's going to take some serious editing. Oh, yes. This is going to be your hardest challenge yet. <laughs> hey. Craig, yeah. thank you so much for joining. Uh, no been worries. a pleasure as always. If anyone is still listening, which I seem, I, I, I doubt, quite frankly, if anyone is still listening, don't forget to subscribe, yeah. and review. Email. Yes, email appsypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Going to start doing some listener questions to see if anyone is listening. That will be the first question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyone actually if, listening please email in and answer get, and if we, if we get some questions we might do like a competition where you can uh, win some shit that I, I have I want to get rid of my out of my room yeah you want, you want a hat you want a hat <laughs> got a lot of hats <laughs> uh, jerseys of teams I don't support uh, I don't know that Jer- jerseys are mostly pretty prized Oh yeah, no jerseys. I'm not partying with any of my jerseys because gradually they're all either retiring or leaving the teams. <laughs> my Andrew Luck jersey, nah. LeSean McCoy Bills jersey, nah. Uh, and Antonio Brown jersey, nah. JHI jersey, nah. <laughs> Brian Erlacky jersey, nah. Morris. Uh, Most of my players are still on their teams except for Darius Slay. Oh. Big gay slay. Oh, and Golden Tate. I have, I have two, and they're both lions. Huh. Not any. Well, no, they're not. Uh, yeah, I, have, <laughs> I also have two Staffordshires. <laughs> <laughs> right. Peace you out. Let me thank down you very much. No, doubt All it. Right. All right. Peace thank out, you very bro. much. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.